What's going on, guys? AJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast, part three of the inevitable 10-part series for the Baltimore Business Journal work desk or help desk, rather, um, content that I'm putting out with my great friend, my brother, Naya here, um, and the E1B2 collective. So let's jump into the third part, guys. As an employer, prioritize the applicant's needs and desires. This is very, 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 very important. So let me break this down at a macro level, guys. Employees have needs and desires. That's just a fact. And I think it is a good idea for the employee to understand what those are, first and foremost, because the branch is not going to magically one day understand what those are. Every employee has needs and desires. Every employee understands probably what those needs and desires are. And if they don't, let me do a little bit of a, a, a my due diligence to help you guys out by what I mean around needs and desires. And maybe you guys can think about that. Decision-making process. A lot of employees need to understand what that looks like in the beginning stages, or it would be a good idea for them to understand what that looks like in the beginning stages. Decision-making process means, let's say you're an employee that really loves autonomy, that really loves a leader that, a leader that will give you great opportunities the second you bring up an idea. That's a decision-making process that is very flexible, that is very nuanced, that is very you know clean and kind of just do whatever you got to do as long as it's bringing value. That's an interesting decision-making process. There's other decision-making processes where empl- employers, leaders that you're being led by will think very slow, will make very analytical decisions, will look at data, will reach out to other mentors and colleagues. It may take six weeks to make one decision. Maybe you're a fast-moving, creative guy or gal, and that's a little bit weird for you. That's a little bit odd from you. Maybe you come from startup land where you call your founder with one idea, and he said, do it. Don't even waste my time calling me. Just do whatever you think is best. We need to make money. We need to make this product. We need to dominate the world. Maybe that's like the the startup energy there, and uh, you're coming to this big corporate bank, and it takes nine weeks to come up with one decision around if you can have a cup uh, you know, if you can have a, a, a cup holder in your car, I know that's really odd. That's not practical, but it's a little bit of a joke, but you guys get the gist. Like there are companies that take long periods of time for little subtle things like the way that you can organize your office or the way that you can execute this task in different fonts or whatever the case is going to be. You have to understand what those nuances are. You have to understand and respect what those nuances and those differences are and what you're looking for. Um, What's another thing? So outside of outside of decision making processes, workflow. Workflow is another thing. I know that I'm a very creative, collaborative guy uh, due to my ADD, due to my just personality type, due to I don't even know the rest of the reasons. Maybe it's because I played football and sports growing up. So I love the team atmosphere. I love problem solving with my with my uh with my partners there, with my guys, with, uh, you know, gals when I played kind of um, sports where it was all different types of genders that were allowed to play. I don't know. Like, I just love the idea of problem solving with those around me. I believe three brains is better than one. Four brains is better than two. Eight brains is better than six. Like, I just believe that is a good idea. That's the way I work. That's the way I've produced in my life. And uh, it's, it's, it's gone well for me. So I look for that. Maybe that's not who you are. Maybe you're a silo in the cave person, but you have to know these things, guys. You have to make these things available to the applicant. Now, 
I mean, to the brand rather. Now, why is this a benefit for the brand? This is for a benefit for the brand. Again, you will have applicants self-select themselves out of the process, guys. You will improve your self-selection process. You will be able to make adjustments based off of their needs and their desires. You'll be able to attract and secure top talent when they demonstrate, when you demonstrate that what they care about, you care about. So a couple things there. Uh, the self-selection process, that's self-explanatory. The second you hear that information from an employee, uh, you will have the opportunity immediately to say, you know what, I'm out. Now, something that's a big premise around all of this is the beyond resume. That's that's really what this is about. And I probably should have said that in the very beginning of this um, is the beyond resume is where a lot of these thoughts and a lot of this information will get stored. That is a uh, breakdown of everything that we've been talking about and everything that we're going to continue to talk about in the next six or seven uh, parts that we have here. And so if an, an employer has a beyond resume in his or her hands for them to unpack this information, they can, again, make an immediate decision to say, you know what, right now, this isn't a good time for this. We do not need this right now. We are head down. We just need somebody to come in, plug, play, and go. We don't need anyone thinking about decision-making models. We don't need anyone thinking about readjusting a workflow. We don't need anyone that really needs over-the-top benefits. We just need somebody to come in here, get this job done, and get out. And if that's their truth, then that's their truth. But now you know that from the employee. You know what they're looking for. You know what they're trying to get into. So now you can make a thoughtful decision around that truth. Now you know what that truth is. So many circumstances, you don't know those type of truths. You don't know those type of details. So that's one thing. Another thing you can do is you can show the employee that you actually care and will prioritize their needs and desires. So maybe you're open to make adjustments. Maybe this company just hired a brand new CEO you got you guys got a couple new managers in place and maybe I don't know maybe flexibility and autonomy and living into your employees and putting them first is a new value within the company so maybe they're open to making some internal adjustments to be flexible to what that company inevitably what those employees are inevitably looking for so maybe they're actually willing to make a couple adjustments but again that's something important that you have to think through at the executive and company-wide level. This is something you have to figure out. Now, the you know the the applicant benefit. This is really simple, guys. If you're going into a company with a pure understanding of what you're looking for, and you know you notice immediately that the managers and the executives are not having it. They're not excited. They don't understand what you mean when you're looking to explain your workflow desire. They're not understanding what you mean when you're trying to break down what you're looking for from a decision-making process. They're not willing to be flexible and bend and shift if, if they were even able to answer those questions. You'll just know immediately it's probably not a good place for you. But again, knowing those details, knowing that information and bringing that information to the forefront and you're having a nice, transparent, interesting, authentic conversation, what you will also notice is you'll have an opportunity to figure out and find potentially those companies that are a little bit different, that are a little bit creative, that are a little bit flexible, that are willing to shift, shape, and mold, and prioritize your needs and desires. So the action item for both guys, action item for the employee, figure out decision-making models, 
work workflow desires, um, things that you will no longer tolerate from a leader, um, cultural desires that you're looking for right now in the company, career mapping desires, um, the list can go on and on of all the things. Figure out exactly what you're looking for out of a brand, out of the leaders that are going to be inevitably leading you out of your teammates, etc. Company, figure out if you are open to hearing those perspectives, those nuances, those details. Um, ask the next candidate what their non-negotiables are for that inevitable role. Figure out what your non-negotiables are. And I think that's another uh, section. I actually think that's the fourth section. So maybe I'll hold off on that. But um, there's a lot of good that, the, that there's a lot of good that the company can do as well through figuring out inevitably what they're looking for, what they need and what they need to prioritize and what they're willing to prioritize on behalf of themselves and behalf of the employee. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good here. I actually like this one. This is one of my favorites because back to putting power and living into the employee, I think it's something that a lot of companies are missing the mark on. Um, and I think employees empowering themselves and being clear with themselves, I think that's something a lot of employees are missing the mark on. So uh, this was a solid one. Thanks, guys.